0: hello everyone welcome back to the show today i'm bringing back luke raynham he truly is an interesting man and i'm really glad to have him back on and thanks for coming thanks on, holly man. i appreciate yeah. it man pleasure to be here to be honest like luke is probably one of the main people that helped me grow my podcast like you know if you would look at the, the episodes that i've done like episode i think it was 28 or 29 that we did You'll just kind of see a difference in quality the instant after that episode like our talks after that conversation like truly exploded my mind and helped me like really get into the adobe photoshop premiere pro etc and you know i just i really have you to thank so i really appreciate that
1: no pressure no no stress at all man i'm happy to help um yeah dude i i remember when we first did it there was uh the camera was at an angle. It was like looking yep. in a different direction. <laughs> do,
0: do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I was like down here. And yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm just like, like just, just move to, and I'm just adjusting my angle now as well as we're speaking about it. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing it. I'm like, this, we need the angle in the middle. We need to have it straight. We need to have the lighting, right? Whatever. So I mean, it was awesome. It's awesome to be here again. Um, and I'm, I'm loving the clips you're doing, loving the podcast loving the energy you're bringing it's fucking it's epic dude
0: well thank you man yeah and i see that you've created this new brand personify and it's a company Say that it seems again. <laughs> to be personified personified yeah, yeah. that's it personify and perfect exactly and it seems as if the goal of personify is to help create brand personal brands for people and you know can you explain how important a personal brand is. Why is a personal brand important?
1: Yeah, good question. So a personal brand is important because in my opinion and from my experience of what I've seen from, you know, we can even just throw some names out there and, and instantly what do you think of, right? So Elon Musk, Tesla, you know, Neuralink, Twitter now, right? Um, Kim Kardashian, whether you like her or not, whether you think she's a part of the conspiracy call or not, it's up to you. Skims, you know, her brands that she has, how did they? How are they able to get those brands out there so prominently? You know, personal brand, right? So, the past is you know a lot of marketing, you know, advertising and newspapers, TVs, whatever. We're well past that now. Obviously, we had you know TV and television and radio, whatever, and that was selling a, a very short section of a business to get people in. Whereas personal branding is all about um, building trust with clients, with people, with, with potential businesses, um, or potential clients in the future, um, through, through expressing who you are, right. And, and doing your thing. Right. So that's the future in my opinion, you know, like what a simple question to ask is what do you trust more? Do you trust when you see an advertising, do you trust a business name or a face? Usually it's a face. I mean, hundreds of the time it's a face. So that's why it's important because it's, it's, a uh, it's an essential for business now you shouldn't just have a business and yep, no worries see you later you need to have a face of the business you need to make you need to personify the business
0: yeah so then people can instead of just seeing a company a company seems impersonal they now have that person to trust and you know like you said if when the person is talking and and living they're living in a genuine way that you know this is trustworthy they then can put that on the internet and people will just see that and will will follow it and trust it and probably buy things that they say to buy and all kinds of different things. So yeah, that's amazing to see.
1: Yeah. I think at the center is always a personal brand. You know, people think the business at the center, but when you look at a sales funnel of how it works, right? So people see you first and then they visit the business and then by proxy, you're a, an associate of the business. So if you can trust me, you can trust the business. Right, this is the way to do do marketing and sales, in my opinion. Now it's like sales is, you know, it's also calling, cold calling, all those things. I don't think they're a bad thing. I personally still do them myself, but sales now is marketing at the same time because when you're in front of someone, you know, you're building trust with them. You know, on one one side relationship, you're building trust with them over time. They see your videos, and people are hit with so many different points of media all the time that. They aren't able. They're not able to. Um, it takes longer to, to build trust. So you want to pump out the content, and um, it's easy. There's an easy way to do it, and I have the formula.
0: So what do you think that formula is?
1: <laughs> well, it's simple. So you have you have your um, your critical mass of content. So for example, a podcast, right? And then out of a podcast, so let's say for example, let's let's just put an entrepreneur here right now. Let's say you're an entrepreneur, you have, um, let's say you have, how should I put it? Let's go for, you have a tiling business, right? You're a tiling business, you're currently local, and you want to grow internationally or say nationally, it's probably more chance nationally. And you've tried all, all Google ad spends, you've tried to um, you know, do SEO, you've done all these things, and they're working, great, they're working, but you're experiencing a threshold, you're hitting uh, 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 the roof on it. It's like, well, we can't keep spending more on ads then because we're not getting the best results on it. It's saturated, right? So then what we do is we would look at the the owner. So like, what does the owner do? Okay, he's in the, he's a, he's a tradie. He's in a trade industry. So in Australia, we call a tradie, someone that does a trade like uh, tiling, uh, you know, plumbing, various things like that. You're in a trade. So then we go like, okay, so how many podcasts out there now are there around doing a trade? You know, like um, in Australia, for example, there's tons of them talking about being a tradie and doing plumbing and, you know, um, housing tips, all these things. So what my business does and what I would recommend for people to do if you want to do it by yourself is to get yourself on podcasts um, around the subject matter and talk about stuff. Talk about your business, talk about running your business, your own personal life, anything, right? You then have a critical mass of content, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, depending on you know, where the content is. Um, you then chop that up, right? You can probably extract about three to seven YouTube videos out of that, you know, five to seven, if not more, reels. Then you upload it to your channels, right? Then you distribute it across all nine channels. And I say nine because all of them work just for different formats. Um, so that's kind of key. It's as simple as getting on a podcast or getting on somewhere that has a long form of content. Live streaming could work as well, probably not for a Tyler, but. Um we refine that in my business. But for those who are listening, find the medium that you want to get onto. It's live streaming, podcast. Um it could just be sitting in front of a camera and talking if you know how to do that. And then over time, you collect all this content, right? Then you chop it up, you add graphics, you you know, all these various things, upload, upload, upload. Give it about six months and you'll see your brain grow. Simple as that.
0: Yeah. That's really, really awesome. I've, I've done some of that, but I'm curious. What are the nine channels that you think? Because I, I can think of like seven, but I can't think of all nine.
1: I won't be able to list them off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll say the ones that people probably don't know about. So Rumble is one of them. Um, so I'd sync Rumble with YouTube. Um, uh, obviously YouTube. YouTube Shorts is probably the best platform. That, YouTube in general is probably the best platform to be on. Um, so YouTube Shorts, that's YouTube as well instagram facebook twitter you want to reformat the content so when you get the video there's an automatic function in premiere pro where you can get the captions i'm sure you know about this harley and you can copy and paste the the caption extract the best parts put them as tweets but also upload the video to twitter you then also do pinterest you do as a as a um uh, a pin on there but there's something specific it's called there's a format in there you put it on Um, That one's very slow. That takes about a year to build up, but I've got traction on that. It really works for me. Um, You can also put it on, what else is that? TikTok, of course. Um, Facebook, the reels on Facebook have been blowing up for a while now. That's a huge platform. Snapchat Um, Spotlight, maybe. That's it. Snapchat Spotlight. And there's another one as well. Um, Maybe Reddit, but I haven't seen much success with Reddit. But yeah, none of those platforms. And the kind of optimum goal and if you have the resources for this, great. If you don't, then speak to to myself or whatever you want to do. But the the best way to do it is to repurpose it for each platform, right? Um, Twitter, you want to do more you know text based for now. Elon Musk is thinking about getting more video push format, um, and then you know for you know YouTube Shorts, obviously you want the, the videos, but you want to focus more on SEO stuff on there, the tags. Which you can get an app called VidIQ for. Um, but yeah, you want to repost for every single platform. But those are the the nine platforms in a summarization.
0: It's amazing. It's crazy how just a few apps on your phone can truly start the creation of money for you through the personal brand. I've, I've seen it myself in some ways and it, I never would have believed it, but after seeing you and a few others doing it, I'm like, wow, I don't understand why anyone who has a few hours extra time a day isn't trying to do something like this, but I don't think it's built for everyone though, you know?
1: Cause it's a long learning curve, you know, either you pay a lot of money not a lot of money, you just organize it or you, you invest your time into the learning curve. Like you and I have, you know, I spent, um, and same with you, how you're saying, you know, your, your podcast changed completely from episode X for me. Like I'm still learning how to edit videos now. Um, and for me, like, there was a, a period, I remember looking back on my old videos and I'll, I'll send them to you so you can, if you wanna see them, they're pretty funny. Like just just chaos, just like messy. My face is like straight, straight up in, my, in the camera. Um, the captions are too big. I'm zooming in and out. I'm adding irrelevant graphics. The music's too loud. You know, so there's a, it's a learning curve. It's gonna take a long time to learn video editing, especially if you're doing it by yourself. Um, and on top of that as well, um, it's not enjoyable for some people. Some people don't like it, which is fine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why.
0: Sure. So what, what inspired you to start doing this? And then now what's inspiring you to do it for others?
1: Um, you know, growing up always had a a kind of a creative brain. Um, I always knew how to place colors and place things around. And I kind of always had this desire to create something. I'm like, I, I can't wait to do a business or something so I can, like, geek out all the details, geek out on the structure, the process, and how it's done, how it isn't done. And I've always had that inside of me, and I just never had an outlet, you know? So since I was a kid, I had this, like, uh, this feeling inside me, is like, I need to release this. And um, back in 2020, um, I left my job, my full-time job, for health reasons. And... Um, I said to myself after I left there, I had a bit of money saved. I'm like, I just want to, for the next you know three to four months, focus on doing nothing. You know, absolutely nothing. One, to de-stress, but two, also to see where my mind takes me. Like for the longest time, I struggled with the question of what was my purpose? Why am I here? You know, and the pressure of that question took me away from finding the answer because I was looking in the wrong place. The answer to finding your passion is found in silence. It's found in contemplation. It's found in the absence of, of doing and that's what i did I, I i i absolved doing you know i removed it from my life so when i did that after you know a month um my mom approached me she's like oh, i need to do a website do you know how to do it i'm like yeah i'll do it for you started doing that i'm like wow i love doing this i love creating stuff and it was stressful i didn't know how to do it i was figuring it out as i went along and my nature is like a bit chaotic i love like just like you, before we go on the call here, I was just trying to set everything up and whatever. But I love the chaos of it. I love the, you know, like the not knowing how to do it. So I started doing that. And then, you know, fast forward a month in from doing that, I then started to create carousels. I found this guy called um, is it Dan, Dan, Dan Walker, D-A-I-N, Walker. um And he's doing these awesome carousels. Like these really cool carousels. Um, I'm sure you can pop on the screen there when, when it's this is out. Um, he, uh, they just really created like marketing ones. He's in Australia, based in Melbourne. I'm like, wow, I, I lo- love this. I love how he's doing these. I love the style. I want to do this. And what you're not knowing. Sorry, carousels are sliding images on Instagram. The 10 page images. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, we put text okay. on them. Um, so, uh, I'm like, oh, I love these. I-, I could do this. And the foolishness of me thinking I could do it is what got me to where I am now. It's like the presumption that I could do it. It's like this this weird belief, of like, oh, I can do that, I can learn how to do that. So I started doing it, and it was like nothing the same. It was awful, I'll send you this as well, it's so... F- <laughs> All the colors are off and everything. It was good for someone who first did it the first time, but I'm comparing it to him, I'm like, oh shit, I'm so far off. But then I just kept going, you know, and then I bought courses on how to do it, I learned how to do it, I spent... I got obsessed, right, it wasn't working. And then I, in February in 2020 or wherever it was, I think it was yeah it was 2020. Um, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna like just dedicate my life to this. I love this creative process. I love doing this. I'm gonna just move back to my mom's. I'm just gonna fucking do it. I don't care what people think. Just I prefer to be homeless than than doing this. You know, as I said in the last last podcast. Um, so I, I yeah, I prefer to be a fucking homeless than doing this and like yeah, yeah, sure, come to it technically. Would I want to be on the street homeless with a laptop, with Creative Cloud, Premiere Pro editing? Maybe, I'd, probably, yeah, I prefer to do that than, than, you know, be rich and and, um, and uh, in a job that I fucking hate. So, yeah, I, I decided that. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I moved back to my mom's into this small room, and I'm just like, you know, um, waking up, you know, going to bed like 2 in the morning, um, waking up, first thing in the morning, like, fuck <laughs> meditation all these things i would very rarely do them i tried to i was just like no do the carousel do the graphic design i was just like so i start doing them um and then i'd I'd go through it i just i get meticulous with it choosing colors choosing designs and i would upload every single day and then you know initially it was actually once a week because it took me a whole fucking week to do it then it was every second day then it was every you know every day and then i'm doing them getting better and better and better and better and then I'm, you know, I'm getting better, but then I'm not getting as much reach. So why am I getting reached for? I'm not writing it properly. I'm not engaging with the audience. I'm not not using words effectively. I'm not structuring my sentence effectively. So it's this mirror of like change. And then eventually, like, I started doing videos, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do carousels, carousels only, because that's my art form. I'm, I love for it. So I kind of mastered those. My reach was going down on the carousels because reels was going up. Um, I could have improved the carousel reach, but then I just started doing reels. Um, And then I got really good traction for that. Like my first view was like 2.5K. And then like the next one was 2K. Then it was like 4K. And I'm like, "Whoa, okay, there's something here. So I kept doing them, kept doing them, kept doing them. They were all reaching like 3 or 4K over and over again, over and over again. And they just dropped. They just dropped all of a sudden. Um, I was spending like a week, like a solid week on getting these images, cutting the images out, like, you know, I'm, you know, for you, Holly, you know how to edit, but on, in Premiere Pro, you, you, you so in Photoshop, I'd be cutting the images out and then putting the images in Premiere Pro and then getting, then doing the, the, um, fade in effect and the push effect. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The pull effect, all this, I'm doing that. and I'm like, fuck, this is so much time. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is too much effort. But then it's time I'm like, no, keep going. So I kept going. But then I just started doing um, uh, head stills, just like the, what do you call it? Um, uh, this is what we're doing right now, basically. Started doing them, but it's like, I'm gonna focus on the words only. So I started chunking down. I focus on the words only. So I started scripting my videos, like down to the word, like analyzing down to the word, like this word instead of that word, like Jordan Peter-esque style, self-authoring style, like just becoming an absolute geek with every single word that I use. Started doing that and certain words were more effective, certain entry points to the video were more effective. Like, um, did you know um, that nature makes you more intelligence, intelligent? Did you know that, um, uh, what is it called? That uh, uh, multi- multitasking makes you dumb? You know, little things like that. And then I try that for a bit and it results will spike and they go back down again. So I'm getting this constant feedback, right? People blame the algorithm, but it's all BS. The algorithm is just default it's a plain thing it's a mirror actually it's a complete mirror if your content is shit then it's not going to go far right and it's like don't take it personally but also realize that you can change it right so i started doing these things then I tried a new approach of like here are three ways to do x right and then that started getting a lot of traction and then like you know i started getting like a hundred thousand views and like you know what it's like holly like when you get a big amount of views you're like what the f- where do these trolls come from (laughs) where do these awful people come from and it makes you just you know so I started that started happening it was like every video was like 30,000 40,000 100,000 110,000 it's just like what is going on I'd go on my phone and I'd scroll down my phone every two seconds like follows follows I'm like this is nuts this is on Facebook by the way not my Instagram on Facebook Instagram I'd, I'd always been struggling with a bit but I managed to improve that later on but yeah Facebook was just like nuts I'm like what is going on here um and it's just—it was like I didn't know how to manage those negative comments, so I just took them on board. I started writing back to them and trolling, trolling them back. But yeah, that, that was really hard, you know. So I'm here, I am like, um, editing nonstop, like just in the morning. At that point, I was meditating in the morning and trying to exercise, trying to. But meditating, I was definitely doing. Um, but I was just sitting there, like down south in Sydney, which is you know southern Shire, they call it, away from all you know, all the action in my mum's room, like your mum's basement, so to speak, it's not, not a basement, but it just sounds funny. Um, just editing nonstop every single day. Like my only purpose in life was to get a reel out every single day and over and over again, every single day, like from the start of the day, creating a script, so I'd research, I'd look up scientific papers, read the scientific paper, capture the points. I then create the, I then create the script, record the video. And over time just learning how to color grade properly how to fix the lighting way better lighting than what this is at the moment i'm sorry about this but um yeah so i started doing that every single day and i think it's like 180 did that for like 180 days straight maybe just every single day the same thing i missed a few days here and there but like i was sacrificing everything for it and it's a, the, it was the most it was the longest way to do it the longest way to do it like is to start from scratch so then after a while you know i've, I've Getting this massive traction, people start reaching out to me. I had um, a, a client reach out to me, he's like, "How do you do your videos?" And I started teaching them for free. I'm like, "Here's how you do it." Blah 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 And then um, you know, more people reached out to him. Like, okay, um, there's something here. So I started to charge for it, and I started doing like packages for it, and um, and then I kind of slowed down with it. Like I kind of lost the the, the passion for it, the love for it, um, and like. I was doing sponsored some sponsored posts. I was doing some UGC content, which is user generated content. But that was um, that wasn't enough to sustain me. I moved out of moved out of my mum's place and in, in, in with um, with friends. And um, yeah, there wasn't enough money for that point. So I got a part time job. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna stop doing content. I've like burnt myself out with this. Like something about me, my biggest weakness is I'll, I'll put like my passion before my mental health. So all the posts I was doing about mental health was really for me, but other people heard it. Um, so yeah, long story short, I I, I started working part time, and I just de-stressed, and then like the clarity came. It's like, what if I you know taught people? What if I did it for people, and I hired a team to do it? And I started working through that, and then I had friends reach out to me. It's like, hey, I need my content done. I'm like, cool. It's this much per week. Um, here's the here's what we do. I just winged it. It's like, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. And I built from there. And then that's where I am right now.
0: It's amazing. I, I truly agree with that whole idea of like, you have to almost be willing to be a fool before you're going to master anything. You have to be willing to just try it out. If you, if you go in there thinking that you're going to be amazing from the beginning, it's like, it's just, it's a lie. But if you're able to like humble yourself enough to realize that, Hmm, I'm not going to be that amazing in the beginning. I, but I still got to try. And, you know, your argument might be instead of doing it yourself, go through someone like you or me even to help you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how it's like you either pay with your time or your money and what's more valuable to you. Everyone has a different analysis of that. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting, but yeah, if, if anyone listening wants to go down this route, you do have the two routes. You have the route of learning yourself and asking for free advice or, you know, going through courses or, hiring someone to do it so it is very possible and don't stop yourself by thinking oh i i don't have the capabilities it's like no one really does but they try it and so yeah
1: you always pay something right you're gonna pay either money or you're gonna pay your time and money is just a reflection in some cases of time so either way you're gonna pay with your time in some way or another. Um, you know, unless you, you've, you're born into rich, uh, into wealth, you know, which might be the case as well. Um, but you know, so, but I, I recommend learning it. Like it's fun. It really is fun. It's not for everyone, but it's fun. And, um, speaking to what you said before, beginner's mind, right? Like, uh, I'm reading Leonardo da Vinci's biography at the moment with, um, Walter Isaacson. And, um, he just had a curiosity about everything around him. Like just how the leaves moved in the wind, the reflection, of the sun, how the the light dance with the reflection of, uh, of the wave Sorry, um, you know, he just got obsessed, like completely obsessed with every detail. And you have to be willing to be like a complete geek. You know, for me, like, um, and I still edit videos now, even though I don't need to. I've got a team that does it. I'm reviewing every single video, and like, even one millisecond off, like, it, oh, the, the scene changes here, or there's a word here that's wrong, or like that's too plain here or there's another zoom off here, the Zoom's at five scale. It's, it's 105 instead of 107. You've got to be a geek with it, right? And it's like, if not this, if not, you know, content creation, what is, where do you want to be a geek? You know, where do you want to become a genius? It might be running, it might be like surfing, you know? And if you're in that field, or mixed martial arts, for example, if you're in that field, you can explain things to people that most people don't understand, but you feel it in your body and you understand. And it's like, oh, I moved one direction slightly, and then he reacted this way, or I, I, you know, I moved my hip like Israel Asanya a bit, and then he changed his format for this. So like there has to be like the the purpose of life, in my opinion, is mastery, like Robert Green mastery. Like you have to find something that you're gonna be a geek over. Otherwise life is not worth living, in my opinion.
0: And that's really well said, and it ties in with what you were saying before on our ep- other episode, and I see you posted that clip where it's like you know, you found something that truly gets you up in the morning, and you just—you can tell that this is what you should be doing every day, and it's what you want to do. And no matter how much money it brings, it seems that that's the thing that you want to do. And I really kind of hope that everyone finds that. It, it, n- not everyone's going to find the same thing that we're doing as their passion, but there's going to be something out there. And if you're willing to just try new things and and just give it a chance, you never know. And you know it's like this example for myself that I can bring it's like I wanted to start a podcast so bad I wanted to start a podcast I had no idea what I was doing and who knew that in one year I would have already found a new niche which is this clip creation and something that I enjoy more than podcasting even and I'm like huh without this first jump I would have never been able to find this second little niche and you know I'm just excited for what the next chapters are going to bring because I'm continue to learn and I continue to Connections and just grow. So, truly excited. But, yeah, anyone listening, just take that leap today because you're going to regret if you don't.
1: Yeah. And speaking into like take the step in one direction can lead to a complete different one. Like, for me, I still love the I still love doing it. But now my thing is like business. And I don't mean business, um, just business. I mean like marketing, branding, you know, sales. I just, I love. Building websites, like I, because I've, I've got my own business personified now, and like on that, I'm learning, you know, it's, it's a mirror, it reflects back to you what you're missing. The market never lies, you know, people don't lie. You lie to yourself about your interpretation of what that means, right? Like, same with, same with like, you know, it's very, it's a vanity metric, right? Like, likes and follows. You can lie to yourself and say, Oh, Instagram's changing now. Or like it's their shit now, whatever, or this or that. This is the best platform. It's like the reason you're failing is because you suck. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, it sucks. And that's for me as well. Like I, I've got I've got 60% of my posts, 50% of my posts, like flop. It's like, why do they flop for? Oh, it's a bad time. What's this? Like, no, it's just a shit post. Like, just be honest with yourself. So same with business, right? So I'm doing this business now. I've got four clients at the moment um, on a retainer and um for me like as i'm building it, i'm like what am i missing like why isn't this working why is this landing or why not generating leads and it's like it's me or if uh, uh, one of my team members like if she doesn't meet a deadline it's like how did i cause this how did i put this in position? what do we need to do to make this business better everything comes back to me you know even my health as well it's like i can be a victim i can play i can i can buy into learned helplessness and be like i'm unhealthy because i'm just unlucky i've got bad genes it's like no that's that's bullshit what behaviors, what habits, what ways of being, what, uh, you know, what uh, micro agreements did you make with yourself to get to where you are now? Yeah, so like for me, like when I'm creating content, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I think this is the same thing for everyone, it's like when you post something that doesn't perform well, you're like, oh, the algorithms change. You know, Twitter, Twitter's algorithms change, or Facebook sucks now, or Instagram sucks now, the best platform is this one. But the truth is that life, business, I mean, anything really, your physical health is a reflection of you. It's a mirror, it's a fat mirror shining you in your face. And if you don't learn to see the reflection and be honest with yourself on the reflection, then honestly, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, for so long, you know, I've had health stuff going on. I'm like, oh, like I'm suffering from health, health. You know, I've, I've, this is just me, it's just bad luck, like poor me, you know. But the truth is, like, okay, the question is, how did I get myself in this situation? How did I put myself in this situation? And anytime anything goes wrong in your life, right? Wrong, quotations, you have to ask yourself, how did I put myself here? Now, the truth is there is chance. Chance exists in life. Chance is a real thing and so is luck, right? But you can't control it. So the question is, how did I put myself in a situation? How did I influence the result? And the question, answers the, the sorry, the answer to the question is an uncomfortable one. It's like, well, if I'm honest with you, I'm a pretty stubborn person or, you know, I think I know the answers. It's like, yeah, you know, that's for me. Like for, for me, like when I have health stuff going on, it's like, I'm trying all these different diets. I'm doing these different supplements. Why isn't it working? It's like, well, the honest answer is cause I'm stubborn. Cause I think I have the answers. If I had just seen someone professionally like a naturopath or something a year ago or didn't stop seeing the one that I should have seen a year ago, I wouldn't be where I am right now. That's what you call radical transparency and radical honesty right and it's the same with the content if you're someone out there who wants to create content and you upload even 30 posts and you're like oh, they're not working it's like you haven't tried hard enough you honestly really haven't you need to give it like three to six months of posting every single day to see a real result same thing with your health same thing with business same thing relationships the list goes on and on and on and on it's like if you're two weeks in you're like I'm not seeing results. It's not working for me. It's like fuck off. You're full of shit. You're being lazy, and not lazy in the sense of like um, uh, push yourself to do more. Lazy in the sense of you're not being honest with your capacity,
0: right? Man, that's really well said. <laughs> Thanks. It takes it takes a person to really honestly. Humility is one of my favorite qualities because it you know it forces you to be honest and say hmm. I could be better. Hmm, I messed up here. Hmm, I really don't know very much. And honestly, it within humility, I feel like anything's possible. If you have a humble mindset on life, I feel like you're going to go so many places and people are going to respect you more. You're going to respect your, yourself more. And honestly, I th- feel like humility is like one of the keys to life just in general. It, it's helped me a lot. And yeah.
1: Well, here's a wild idea, here's a just, a, just a hypothetical situation. The life you have right now, just a theory, just a theory. The life that you have right now, you've created. Just a theory, maybe, maybe. No, no, honestly, this is the life you've created, right? Like if you're 20 and above, you know, by the time you're even younger than that, even 18, even 16, by that point, you're, you know, 18 probably, you're an adult. You're someone who has control over the direction of their life. So where you are right now is everything to do with you. Everything, right? You know, how you feel, your finances. Of course, chance plays a part. But how you respond to the chance is everything as well. It's like opportunity. Chance exists on both parallels, right? Chance exists on the side of bad luck, but it also exists on the side of good luck. So, and it's proportional. It's not like you have more bad luck or more good luck. It's proportional. And of course, if you did a start, and you put everyone across the whole plane of time. Of course, it's going to be a one side or the other. But just generally speaking, a principle takeaway is that you are where you are in your life right now because you've put yourself there and you have no one to blame but yourself. And that's not like a, you know, I feel like Jordan Peterson here. That's not a wagging your fingers saying, you know, you ought to get your shit together. It's just like, cool, I have control of my future. And cool, I fucked up in the past. I made a mistake. I'm going to try and change that now. And then moving forward, being so honest with yourself because, I mean, what are the ways that to live, you know? Because you see everyone running around with this victim mentality, myself included. I'm a fucking victim. I always say it all the time. It's like, oh, and I'm not talking about, you know, like uh, little thoughts here and there, like, oh, they're to blame. I'm talking about, you know, like doing the same thing and over, over and over again to confirm that you are a victim on an unconscious level. Because people do that, right? Like myself included, it's like, I've tried everything. <laughs> How many times have you heard that, right, Harley? Like, I've tried everything. I've done everything. It's, it's the world, it's not me, I've done everything. It's like, no you haven't. List the things you've done out. It's usually about four or five things. It's like four or five things that we tried for two or three weeks. And I get it, like I get it, it's fucking tough, right? But if you really want to change your health, your life, your content, your business, your relationships, your partnerships, your friendships, it's consistency and it's consistently reevaluating the relationship you have with yourself, your transparent self, not your version you've created for yourself that has excuses.
0: But Luke, I don't have enough time <laughs> to try to work upon myself <laughs> and build a brand. Do you know how busy <laughs> I am? I try so hard in what I do and I just, I don't have time. You know, that's a, why that's are you so busy. The classic one. Hmm. Why are you Probably so busy I'm scrolling on, on the Instagram so long, <laughs> you know, <laughs> great content for Instagram
1: for people to scroll on. Don't, don't be the consumer, you know, um, of course be a consumer, yeah, but like, don't in that way.
0: No. Yeah. It's like, as one person succeeds in life, another person's going to kind of slip down. It's like the, it's like polarity or balance. It's like, you know, as you're creating a brand, there's more and more people that are going to be spending their time scrolling and yeah, it's it's interesting, but who do you want to be—the sheep or the wolf? In some sense, that's kind of how I see it. It's like you could be the person just consuming and consuming, but is that really the life you want to live?
1: Yeah, I think con- consumption is perfectly fine. You know, it's just sure. um, if here's the thing—if you want to—if <laughs> you want to eat pizza and you know, fucking watch Netflix and shit, which sounds awesome, I, I might do that tonight actually. But don't don't then be like say like your circumstances are shit because of that reason. It's like it, either be lazy and like own it. Just like, I'm, um, I'm the laziest fuck in the world, <laughs> you know, Like just own it. Like I'm, I'm so fucking lazy. I, I, I jack off to myself watching TV and like eating pizza. I like, I rub the pizza on my body. I like rubbing my hair and shit. It's like, own it. Just like, I'm lazy. I'm a lazy piece of shit. It's like, it's fine. Uh huh. But own it. But don't then say your life is shit because <laughs> you rub pizza over your body. It's fine. Just own it. It's cool.
0: No. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever Mm. uh, thought about the morality of creating content online or like, what is this doing to the world? Like, what am I putting out for people to see? Like, what is this going to do to the people watching? What is this going to do to my, my own self? Do you ever analyze like that?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, I thought, um, you know, initially when I started creating reels, am I contributing to the, um, the attention deficit? of the generation we have right now? Um, and the answer is, yeah, I am contributing to it. Absolutely I am. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, that's a good question. Yes, I am contributing to it, but the option is the alternative is I don't contribute to it and I don't give valuable content to people, right? Now, what's the alternative? Let's say like we all just said, you know what? I want to contribute to this way of thinking. It's like, well, then there'd be no content there. Then maybe there'd be no Instagram. There'd be no business. It's like the market buys whatever the seller is selling, right? And it doesn't mean you should sell unethically, but also you should meet the demand if it's ethical. Is it so bad where it's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this? It's the wrong thing to do. I don't think so, um, because I'm not the de- I'm not the one deciding. <laughs> um, but I do it as well. I consume the content myself. So is it then bad for me to consume the content? Yes and no. It's like a polarity. It's like the, it's the dark and light side of everything. There's always a good and a bad. It's like, well, there's no Instagram. Okay, that's great. Good, good thing. What's the dark side of that? I wouldn't be talking to you right now. We wouldn't be sharing this message. People wouldn't have changed their life. People would be living in the same situation. They'd be stuck to their town. They wouldn't travel. They wouldn't do this. So it's like you have to analyze the the argument in two instances, or even three, actually, like the, you know, the, the dark and light of it, but also the neutral of it as well. How about you?
0: Oh yeah, that's a, that's a really good answer. I love that. Yeah, I've I've analyzed a similar thing where it's like, you know, I don't know if you've seen this documentary called The Social Dilemma, but oh, of course, either way, it just kind of talks about yeah how and why social media is addicting and you know what it's doing to addict you and whatnot. And can I, I touch quickly? I deleted all. No, totally. Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Go for it. No, yeah, I, I watched that documentary like three or two years ago, and, and then I, st- I deleted all of my social medias for like a year and a half, and I was like, I'm done with this. You know, I, I don't want this at all. <laughs> and then I started to, like, I literally got social media back right as I was starting this podcast because I was like, well, I need, you know, I need to distrib- distribute this in some way, and this is like the best free way to do it and whatnot. And, and I was then analyzing, okay. Okay, people are going to be scrolling and seeing this people like this was kind of like my goal from the beginning, which is I hope that as people are scrolling, that when they see the thing that I've put out, it impacts them in a positive way, it motivates them to improve, it inspires them to pursue something, etc, because that's kind of what my brand is about. It's like how to inspire you to be a better version of yourself, you know, how to impact you positively and, you know, leave with the situation better with more knowledge and, you know, fulfilled in some way. And that's kind of what I try to do with these clips and with this podcast. And, and I can see the dark side of it where it's like, Harley people, you know, what if you said something that didn't impact someone positively or what if you, you what if you're just adding to someone's just time that they're scrolling and whatnot. But I really do think the pros outweigh the cons. And, And like you said, people are, Instagram's still going to exist, and I could sit there and just kind of complain that it exists or make the most of it and try to better it and better my life because of it. So, yeah.
1: And it's also analyzing, you know, like where does a problem actually arise? You know, like speaking about first cause effect, when you look at social dilemma, they're talking about the impact of social media. Now, I'm using that as a proxy, as an example, but if you look at the social dilemma, like, you know, Let's say, for example, they they pinpoint it. Social media is bad. That's the general consensus or the general takeaway. Social media is is bad. But is that really the first cause effect, or is it is it encroachment of privacy, or is it perhaps that that um, that the, the companies that own the businesses don't have boundaries that are legislated? Is it the, then? Is it is the, the center cause then the political system? Do we need to be like another country? Do we need to adjust the political system? So the question for me isn't like, is social media good or bad? It's like, if it is bad, is that the first cause effect? Like why are people on social media? Is it mental health stuff? Like, so for me, you can, you can plant the seeds of change inside of the detrimental tool, so to speak. You know, like the social media is bad. If it's bad, if you believe it's bad, go for it. That's fine. But then plant inside that the seeds of change to remove the negative or to balance out the negative or to create boundaries of the negative. And I don't believe social media, you know, I've been, I was just thinking about that and I don't think it's bad singularly. I think it's bad in the context of certain um, conditions. Like for example, you know, the American political system or perhaps, uh, you know, uh, uh, environmental factors like being uh, dis, uh, dis- uh, disattached from uh, nature You know, various things like that, which we can expand on, but that's kind of my general theme, I think.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, and yeah, it just kind of shows like you know, there's the yin and yang of life. You know, there's always pros and cons. There's always trade-offs to anything, and yeah, I just was curious your opinion because I don't actually talk with that many people that do what we do, and you know, it's it's cool to just see other examples. But and uh, I guess what do you do to try to limit your social media exposure or even just improve your mental health as you're exposing yourself around all these social media platforms. Like what tricks Mm. do you use to better your mental health and, you know, try to sway from the addiction of social media or anything like that?
1: (laughs) Nothing, nothing at the moment, to be honest with you. I, uh, I'm terrible with it. I'm always on it because I've got clients on it and I'm looking at their content. I'm watching their videos. I'm seeing the reactions and I'm obsessed with uh, the dopamine hit that I get from that. So nothing really. Um, but but one thing that I do to perhaps make that less occurrent, happen less is I just delete the the apps off my phone. Um, yeah, I just delete all of them or none of them. So, but honestly, like I've you know for so long I was trying to avoid it, but it's part of my work now. You know. Um, but yeah, if I go away or something, then I definitely won't take it with me. Like, I definitely won't won't have it on my phone. Like, what I have on my phone right now, I have Instagram on in my phone right now because I messaged you to let let you know I was running a bit a bit late. Other than that, I have nothing else on there. So that's what I do. Actually, no, that's fair. I delete every single day. I delete it um, before I go to bed usually. Yeah, and I read before
0: bed wow, typically. Seems... Wow, good strategy doesn't it take a while to re-download them all, re-sign in or not too big a deal worth it for the break.
1: It's, it's a pain in the ass, but for me, like, because I'm always on, I'm always like, boom, 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 boom. If I don't have it there, like I'll be checking it like now, checking it here, checking it there. And just like in the middle of something, checking it, listen to a podcast, trying to do all these things at once. Like I'm, I've been clinically diagnosed with ADHD when I was four years old. Right. But then again, every kid has, so what does it really matter? Um, so any tips <laughs> i don't know just just turn your phone up before bed um put it downstairs that's what i do i'll trample it downstairs as much as i can and it'll creep it'll creep back in like it really will creep back in which it has for me recently but the general theme like read a biography i'm reading Leonardo da vinci's biography at the moment i'm just immersed in that um uh, and then put your phone downstairs delete the social media apps And then have a bigger why, you know, for me to do that, it's so fucking hard. But I know that I can't communicate in the most effective way possible unless I have that space from it. You know, in the afternoon, I'm using my social media, but in the morning, like it's very rare, I'm I'm on there. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I do.
0: Those are great strategies. I do find myself at night and in the morning wanting to check social media like i can tell how much i'm interested in what the reaction is going to be and i've i've implemented strategies of like charging my phone like on the other side of the room or in another room and forcing myself to like wake up actually instead of just kind of like half awake scroll you know and just kind of like feeling numb and honestly less motivated to really move that's happened to me so many times this year with this whole clip creation and but you know it's, i guess it's just the trade-offs you know and if you can find strategies like plugging over there or, or whatnot but but yeah and uh, get an alarm clock man yes this is a question what's up Get an alarm clock Oh, like a real alarm clock, not just a phone. <laughs> the, the, the ancient analog <laughs> alarm clocks yeah.
1: put in your bedroom and then yeah. like your phone outside your room. It is so weird, man. Like, and you got books there right behind you, like just read before bed. It is so, it's going to be so hard the first week, but then you realize like, Oh wow, I'm learning so much and I'm getting through this book so quickly. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Just alarm clock. And I told my mate this as well, actually. And he's like, Oh, I've been using social media so much. I'm like, dude, put your phone outside your room, hidden away when you go to bed, an hour before bed, and, and just have a Kindle or have your, you know, a, a, uh, a book and just read before bed. It's one of the best habits I've cultivated. Like I'm, I've fallen off the bandwagon just this week, actually. I'm like in bed, like scrolling and like, oh, I've got to, got to do work stuff, whatever. But it's like, it feels so good to go to bed like that.
0: That's a great strategy, I. Eh? really truly i need to do that like now because i i've fallen off that heavily for the past while but you know i yeah. guess what book would you think that everyone should read or i guess what were you going to say
1: i was going to say anything by the way um what book
0: Hmm.
1: i don't know um i don't have a recommendation i think uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. For me, like, I I the way I can tell you something different, which is how to choose a book. Like, for me, I don't just buy any book, like, I don't, in the lackluster of, like, oh, I like this book, it's amazing. Like, oh, like, I've got to buy this, I want this thing. It's like, what book do I, what one book would change the quality of my life the most in this moment? You know, that's a very different question. And the answer that I came upon was, like, I started researching uh, history, like modern history, and I'm like, oh, I really want to step in the mind, I want to be in someone else's mind, I want to escape into someone else's mind, and like just step into someone else's reality, so I bought the Leonardo da Vinci book, and I started reading that last night, and I just smashed through it, I just kept reading, 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 so the question I ask is always like, what book will uh, improve the quality of my life the most right now in this moment?
0: That's awesome. That's a great question. Mm. Can I ask a question? Yeah, everyone's, yeah, definitely.
1: Ken, um, can... so I see Jordan Peterson's book in the background there. What do you disagree with Jordan Peterson on, just out of curiosity?
0: If anything. Let's, let's see. Uh... That's a great question. They have Jordan Peace in favor? there's so much I kind of do in some ways <laughs> me um, too man me too well I disagree I disagree with uh I like his uh energy of trying to I feel like he's pretty humble in the way he explains things but I feel like sometimes he can I maybe it's not a disagreement but it's almost like a, a thing I've noticed is when he's talking with people I feel like because he's achieved such fame, he then feels as if maybe he has the ability to like over people or like someone will be talking and then he'll just like, I have a thought and it'll just like go off, like kind of ignoring them or cutting them off. Or, you know, I feel like that power of like, oh, what I'm saying truly is captivating people. You know, I feel like that power can get to his head in some ways. And, you know, so I've noticed in some episodes where it's like the person was trying to lead down one way and then he'll just kind of shift it to what he was thinking and just kind of cut them off and, you know, and I don't know if that's really a disagreement. That's just something I've noticed. I also, I noticed that he's on Twitter and I, I don't know, I disagree with the mode of disagreements that he could do on there. And, and I'm not even certain if I agree with his decision to go to the Daily Wire or not. Like, you know, that's an interesting one, but disagree like with his principles it's hard to it's hard for me to find disagreements and that's where maybe I should look harder and be more skeptical but he he was kind of the person who opened my eyes to just the complexity of everything and just the importance of you know pursuing just creating a life that's creating your life in the best way that you can and I, yeah, I'm not sure. What about you?
1: Um, I think his general tone of, uh, how would you say, um, the 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 position he comes from in referring to people as like you know, uh, not specifically these words, but these general tone of words, um, like you, you're a pathetic or like you're a, like you're scum, like you know. Um, I feel like. And perhaps, you know, this is useful. You know, you can't have one without the other. But if we're talking about what I, what I dislike or what I disagree with, um, it's the apparent um, apparent inability to show compassion. I'm not saying to exhibit compassion, but to show it in any real way and to calibrate to the environment um, of which is more beneficial to be a certain way. Um, now, you could say, we're going to be yourself, whatever. I'm not talking about being yourself. I'm talking about having social calibration. They're two different things. So having social calibration in the sense of being able to identify when a certain mode of thinking is, is relevant or not. Um, I feel like the, the I, th- I think he's found his significance through his depth of thought. So he employs that as a kind of a reaction, a, a reaction, an impulse, I should say, to the way he thinks and communicates with people not taking into consideration the context of the conversation to a small degree. I'm not talking about like every single time I'm talking about on a micro level.
0: Sure. Yeah. That's a great point. Like even it's, it's dangerous to like look at people as idols or as always right or, you know, bearers of all knowledge. And that's a great point. I should try to even look more skeptically at them and, It's a great idea.
1: Isn't that positive though, right? Like in the day, it's not, you're gaining, not getting taken away from that. So yeah, he's great. He's he's awesome. Like he's really changed the world, I think, for the better.
0: Yeah. Okay, final question for you. If money was not a concern, how would you spend your days?
1: The same way I am now. Realistically the same way I am right now, except maybe be bouncing around a bit more, buying more equipment, buying more tools to do the thing I'm doing right now. It would just be an extension of what I'm doing right now.
0: That's a great answer. That shows that you may have found the path that you should be on. I'm on it, man. hundred percent. That's beautiful to hear. I hope that anyone listening can find that same passion and would give that kind of answer because yeah, I don't think life is about having a lot of money and squandering it slash chilling out and having pleasure. I, I truly think life has a deeper meaning and the deeper meaning is found within something that you, that, that you are so passionate about that you would almost die doing. Like you don't, you pro like the idea of retiring. It's like, You know, maybe you'd retire from this, but maybe not, you know, with the passion that you have. And there's something beautiful about that, where it's like, nothing can stop me. I am going to keep doing what I'm doing no matter what. So that's amazing to see.
1: That's it, man. And it's just, for me, money is just oxygen. It's just a way for me to keep doing what I'm doing. And I don't really care about making money individually. Um, And like some experiences I've had lately about just contribution and giving um, and, you know, like your gesture of kindness can mean so much to someone else. So for me, like that feeling that I, you know, I hadn't experienced that very much in my life, but that feeling of doing that for someone, you know, in that moment, my mind changed from, oh, I want to make money to, to have freedom, to have the life that I want. It went from, I want to make money to have freedom and give to people in a real way, like build schools overseas and do all that kind of stuff. Like, I really love to do that. As a as a way to spend money not to like just have money for a vanity metric and um yeah you really find when you give when you actually give and preferably face to face or in person and you see something so small like change someone's world it is the most beautiful thing and um yeah and, and in business you get to do that like hiring people you know giving them things that they wouldn't ordinarily get like it's just it's a beautiful experience
0: so And I love to hear that. It's like the greatest gift is to give in some sense, you know, that feeling you get. And I can't argue it.
1: And the same way, like giving, it's not just like how you think you should give based on what people have told you, like gifts or whatever it might be. It's like, how do you want to give? How do you want to express yourself in a giving way? Like it could be simple as like hugging, you know, staying in the street, hugging strangers. It could be as simple as, offering a kind word, but also going to be as powerful as wanting to start a business to create change, to change the paradigm, to change how people approach a certain thing, to change how, you know, to, to, to look at how you've been treated as an employee in the past and say, I'm going to start a business doing something I love so I can treat people amazingly. You know, um, and that's that's what giving is. It's not just you know, I need to give $10 to church each week or I need to put it in a tip jar or, you know, donate hundred dollars to some random charity across the world. It's like, try and see what you're giving, try and see it in real life, try and be there for it. You know, whether it's building schools overseas in Africa, or whatever, which I haven't done by the way to preface disclaimer, but I want to do that. I really want to do that. And I want to, I want to be there when it happens as well. So I'd recommend that for people who want to give.
0: It's great advice. You know, it's like when you're done with your life, do you want to look back and be proud of what you've done? I hope so.
1: Absolutely. Like getting messages on social media like, well, you've changed my life. This content changed my life. This helped me. This helped me. Like I decided to follow my passion because you did or your advice did this for me. Like that's rewarding. That's what life's for, you know. And um, yeah, and if you decide to pursue in the content journey, like that's, that's what you can receive and that's what you can give as well. So that's a good reason to do it.
0: a great place to end i really appreciate you coming on luke it's always a pleasure and i learn so much every time
1: the pleasure is all mine thanks holly